Welcome to the Spine Tinglers podcast. I'm Pam. And I'm Kimberly. And you may have thought that we disappeared on you guys for a bit. It's been a while, yeah. I mean, I don't know. When did we release the last episode? Back in the summer? Probably like June-ish, I think. Yeah, yeah. and we've a lot's changed since June, right? Yeah. It has been a weird year, but a good year. Yeah, definitely. Lots of um, new things and, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> new things. Yeah. New things, new adventures. Um, yeah, things that we didn't quite expect. And I think it's turned out pretty good in the long run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm excited about the future. So, yeah. So, yeah, if you if you haven't been following along, um, Spine Tinglers, of course, was originally a podcast uh, created by the two of us as booksellers at our local independent bookstore in Wilmington, North Carolina, called Ghost Hill Press. And uh, we decided in September to bring our little project to an end and to uh, close the doors at Ghost Hill. And, yeah, we've been kind of trying out some new things since then. You want to talk a little bit about our decision there, Pam? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, overall, we had been into uh, business ownership for a couple years and um, it's it's really tiring and, and stuff to run your own small business and especially if you have limited resources like we did. Um, and so we felt like it was time just to prioritize our mental health, our physical health and try to figure out, you know, what the next thing is for us. Um, it just felt like that chapter was kind of, uh, pun kind of intended, not intended, whatever, uh, <laughs> that that chapter was coming to a close. Um, yeah. And yeah, we're just kind of, I've been kind of just chilling for a few months and working my barista job and just kind of figuring out what the future looks like. Yeah, if any of you ever came into the shop, probably about 90% of the time you saw Pam and she was putting a lot of time and effort into the shop while I was also working full time at my teaching job, um, plus some additional work that I've taken on the past year at UNC Wilmington. And yeah, I think it was just kind of like we found ourselves to be overworked and um, maybe just seeing that it was the best thing to think about other options and kind of seeing that we, we maybe had some other projects and things that we wanted to pursue that, you know, with having a small business that really took up every extra bit of time that we had, um, it was kind of hard to be able to pursue any of that. Yeah, for sure. And it's nice to have a weekend again, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually have like a decent schedule that's like, good for us and not overwhelming and stressful um like it had been for many months so yeah it's been really good yeah and certainly like if you're listening to this and you were a customer at ghost hill press we appreciate you so much it definitely was a huge um just inspiration to see you guys coming in the doors and and interacting with us and and chatting with us about books we want to continue to do that here on spine tinglers so we're going to keep on doing this into the future um just kind of as a, a side note, it's now going to be under the umbrella of a media production company that I have started for digital humanities called Electric Kelpie Media, uh, which is going to be kind of a home for several podcasts and other things, hopefully in the future. So um, yeah, I think it'll be fun to kind of take this, you know, in a new direction a little bit. We're going to continue to talk about books and the reading life and all that kind of stuff 
just with a little less stress, perhaps, yeah. on our part. <laughs> yeah, we have tons of cool things planned um, under that Electric Kelpie uh, branding. And um, yeah, we're really excited about some future projects we've got in the works. And um, yeah, Spine Tinglers is just going to kind of be our fun thing where we just come on and discuss books and what we're reading right now and um, maybe delve a little deeper into some different genre things perhaps so yeah yeah and certainly like if y'all have any questions or things that you would like us to chat about um, we'd love to do that as well so um, yeah we thought tonight we'd just kind of do a little bit of a chat about kind of where where we are in our our reading lives and and kind of what's been going on the past few months Um, how is 2022 wrapping up for us I guess if we were to say like we had a you know, like our own version of Spotify wrapped for our reading list, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, what's that been looking like? So yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Pam? Yeah, I mean, this year's kind of been weird because um, I put a pretty high goal for myself for reading. I had a goal of 50 books and I did really well up until like the end of May um, when we were moving the bookstore uh, into a larger space and things got crazy. Um, and I was like halfway through my goal and then all of a sudden my reading life kind of fell off with the stress and everything. And really I've kind of only gotten back into reading again over the past couple months, really more regularly. So, yeah. Yeah, I could say the same probably about mine. I know that my, my reading goal is not as high as yours, but definitely higher than mine from the previous year. I guess at mine at 35 books, which I'm actually really close to. Yeah. If I were to push really hard in the next two weeks, I could probably make that goal. Um, but honestly, like right about the middle point of the year, I can just see where my reading dropped off. And a lot of it was just stress related, I think. Um, something that had felt kind of like a, you know, a joy and a bit of a refuge and, you know, something that we really took a lot of uh, excitement from felt like a chore. Um, yeah. And that was sad. So. Yeah, because definitely you kind of have that feeling as a bookseller that, you know, you should be caught up on all of the new things and know, you know, feel like you have read widely enough to be able to make recommendations, but also kind of keeping up with things that you enjoy reading and it's, it all becomes kind of overwhelming after a while. Yeah, and we both have like our own niches that we enjoy reading and I felt like, for, for sure for myself, I might not be speaking for Pam on this, but like there were a lot of times when I felt like I couldn't quite even read in my niche because I needed to be reading other things that, you know, perhaps could be, um, you know, books for the bookstore, or whatever it might be. So, yeah, it's kind of nice to give ourselves, I think, permission again to say I can just read whatever I want to read now. So, yeah, it's been really nice. And actually, I feel like I've done like a 180 on some of my reading what I actually read. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, kind of crazy. So what does that look like for you? I've actually been reading a lot of nonfiction, um, since the summer, which is kind of funny because I never used to read nonfiction. Um, but probably like my favorite book that I've read this year is Patti Smith's book, M Train, Mm -hmm. um, which I really, really enjoyed. And I'm actually kind of like rereading a little bit here and there. Um, and then... What else have I read? Um, I read uh, a book that's currently 
only out in the UK at the moment. Um, it's Dan Schreiber's um, The Theory of Everything Else, um, which is just kind of a fun book of really crazy stories that are probably not real, but it's fun to think about and, you know, kind of all kinds of weird facts about, you know, aliens and Bigfoot and ghosts and the Titanic and, you know, all these different subjects. So that's been kind of cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed reading that too. That was one that we read around the same time because we both ordered it from uh, the UK. Um, Dan happens to be a, a host on another podcast or two that we really enjoy. And um, yeah, it was just kind of a fun, like lighthearted look at the weird around us. So yeah, I love that you're reading more nonfiction because, you know, <laughs> that's my jam. That's yeah. my favorite area. And I feel like that is all I want to read right now is nonfiction. Like I've been trying to read fiction again and I'm just like, nah, I just don't care. Yeah. I don't know I why. Think it's weird. Like nonfiction and short stories have been good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what I've finished recently. I guess I could look on my story I'm graph. I'm pulling up my story graph seen. as well because I'm like, what have I read? We were laughing the other day at uh, our graphs on Storygraph showing when we, like, how many books we read throughout the year right. by month and how much it dropped off during the summer. And mine looks absolutely insane. You know what's really funny is that my app has logged me out and it never does that. Oh, no, I think mine did too. I wonder, I if, wonder they, if it was. Maybe a... it was an update. <laughs> I was like, has it been that long since I used it? It hasn't. I used it like a week ago. So that's okay. <laughs> There I go. can just look on my shelf because I don't have my password out right now. Oh yeah, I um I read one one fiction book I did read recently was Richard Osman's um, newest installment in the Thursday Murder Club uh, series, which is right, just like right. nice like cozy mystery type vibe, really nice. Right. So that's the third one, right? There's three of those yeah, out now. Yeah, yeah. Nice. There should cool. probably will be another one out next fall. So that's nice. exciting. Yeah, I don't think I've read any um, any fiction since really other than I've have read one book since the summer that's fiction, and that's Andy Weir's Project Hail Mary, which we both read for a book club that we're in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I've really been leaning heavily into nonfiction, and a lot of what I've been currently reading, I've, you know, I've talked in the past about being someone who reads several books at one time, and that's still a problem. <laughs> I guess you could say it's a problem. I don't know. Yeah. But it means that it takes me forever to actually finish books. Um, and yeah, I think I've got like four or five things going right now that are all nonfiction. And I'm just kind of slowly working through them. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, though. Like I've got like, three different fiction things going right now. And then there's like another nonfiction book that I started earlier in the year. That's like a biography of Soren Kierkegaard that I have not right. finished yet but it's kind of in progress I've been uh reading along a bit here and there in the um Jeremy Moss's um Steve Bonnet book um right but yeah I'm like rereading Natasha Pulley's The Kingdoms right now I'm reading a short story collection that I picked up at Papercut Books um yeah. called The Ghost Sequence <laughs> I can't talk The Ghost Sequences is that, does that okay. sound right Sing Sequences. Sounds like you said se sequences. The sequences. Ghost, the Ghost Sequences um, by A.C. Wise, I think is right. the name of the author. Um, okay. Which kind of interesting short stories. Gotcha. I don't know if they're right up my alley. They're kind of more modern short stories. I feel like 
often am drawn to short stories that feel like they have more of like a timeless quality to them and these Mm. don't feel like super timeless because they're kind of grounded in like the modern world and stuff like that interesting but she's done some really cool things with those stories um that i wouldn't have thought of um there's like like the story that i just finished reading was like kind of like a mixed not like a mixed media thing but like it was like made up of like fictional like newspaper clippings and like okay. journal entries and it kind of almost like epistolary yeah um and it was really interesting the way that they did that um yeah and then oh. i'm also rereading the haunting of hill house um by shirley jackson right now because nice. it's been a really long time yeah two things that made me think of one is we're definitely going to talk sometime in the near future about um, the whole idea of rereading things that we've already read because we're both kind of doing that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I actually want to lean into in the new year, at least with fiction, um, because I have some things that I would like to revisit. But the other thing you were talking about, the formatting on that book with like kind of like the combination of like newspaper clippings and things. And I, I wonder if there's a name for that. I know I'm obviously like an epistolary novel. Those came about in the 18th century based on like, a novel being told in a series of letters. But yeah. I wonder if there's like something new for that now that, you know, so we see things like text messages and emails. Right. Like I think about Sally Rooney's latest book, um, a lot of beautiful world. Where are you? Yeah. Extra like texts and stuff in them too. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I'll have to, we'll have to look into that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Yeah. How about you? What are you kind what of reading, currently right reading? Or What have you read recently? Yeah. So, um, I kind of, I'm trying to think of anything specific that I've finished lately and that has really stood out to me. Um, <laughs> um, well, currently reading, I'm reading um, Hallie Rubenhold's book, The Five, which is on the women who were killed by Jack the Ripper uh, in London in the late 19th century. And um, a friend recommended it to me. I had, of course, been like thinking about reading it for well really since it came out a couple years ago and we had it just kind of yeah we had it in the shop and it's been really popular in kind of like the popular history genre and her kind of focus has been on like trying to tell the stories of these women from their perspectives and kind of like put the spotlight back on them rather than kind of the sensationalism of who was jack the ripper and kind of like kind of like a lot of true crime tends to put a lot more at least in the past, it's put a lot of attention on the serial killer, for example, rather right. than the victims themselves. So just kind of based off some conversation that I had with, with a friend about, you know, it, were these goals accomplished and things like that? Like, I was like, darn it, I should just go ahead and read it. So I picked it up from the library a couple of weeks ago. So I'm making progress on that. And I'm reading a lot of stuff on like nature and environment because of some of the work that I'm doing currently. Um one book is by Robert Michael Pyle, and it's about uh, Bigfoot. It's called Where Bigfoot Walks, but it's actually, like, more like a, I guess, a natural history, you might say, of, like, the Pacific Northwest and the Dark Divide, which is an area I know very, very little about. And uh, Pyle is an ecologist and just does a fantastic job of just describing the natural world and this trip that he made back in the 90s through this region um, just like really, really rich detail on that. And then kind of weaving in the folklore and kind of beliefs about things like cryptids like Bigfoot, which is something that I'm kind of 
drawn to right now with some questions that I have for some projects I'm working on. Um, and I'm rereading uh, Anne Lamont's Bird by Bird, um, her lessons on writing. So uh, I think that's been really fun to go back and read a book that I read about, I don't know, five or six years ago. Yeah. And it's one that I had actually annotated and I'm looking back at it now and seeing things that I would highlight now that are completely different than what I would highlight then. Um, and just how laugh out loud funny that book is. So yeah, that's where I am. Nice. So I guess one question I was thinking about is, you know, thinking about 2022, were there any standout reads that you really felt like were like, if you had to pick a top three, maybe, um, I don't know if this is, this is probably the wrong question to ask. I don't know. Are there any like things that really stood out to you the most this year of books that kind of define your year? Yeah. Besides, me, yeah, obviously you mentioned Patty Smith, but I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Let me grab, I've got a little notebook that has yeah. most of my read books for this year. I'm going to grab that. Cool. So I have a few standouts. Um, some of these I think I've probably mentioned on here before. But um, I know I've mentioned Memorial by Brian Washington. Um, that's definitely one of my favorite ones that I read this year. Um, and then um, Selva Almada's Brickmakers mm. would be the other kind of fiction one that really stood out um, as translated fiction. And then, let's see. Kind of being very selective. Yeah. Probably like favorite short story collection would be um, the house guests and other stories. Um, I think it was written hmm, like early-ish 1900s, like 1940s, 1950s. It's kind okay. of like very kind of Shirley Jackson-esque, but it's okay. um, translated as well. The author is, hopefully I won't butcher this, um, Amparo Davila. Okay. Um, but I think it was just recently translated into English. Like, I know the edition I have was published in 2018. So, thanks. Um, nice. I think it's like an author that is kind of getting more attention now than they did before. That's cool. Right. Um, I wonder then, if that's due to like a like an anniversary or something like that. You know, kind of like a yeah, it could year be. anniversary. Could yeah. be. Um, then of course, um, Patty Smith's M Train, which I really enjoyed. It's kind of like. Part biography, part, I can't talk, <laughs> um, part biography, part memoir, um, and kind of travel memoir as well. And kind of, um, Patty Smith often takes photos of different, like, objects that have some sort of historical significance or are connected mm -hmm. with a historical figure. Um, so there's some of those interspersed in there. Um, and yeah, just kind of. There's, like, some themes of, um, like, lost things and grief. And, yeah, it just felt really timely whenever I was reading it in the summer with going through closing the business and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that was one that was really a highlight for me. And then I would say, like, probably the funniest book I read was Dan Schreiber's book, The Theory of Everything Else. Mm -hmm. And then I'd say kind of, like, the most, like, uh, academic book that I read, but not, like, mm -hmm. super academic, is um, a collection that just came out this year that's called It Came From the Closet, Queer Reflections on Horror. Um, and basically, 
it's a collection of essays um, written by queer authors talking about um, horror films that have shaped them as people, mm-hmm. especially as queer people. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, that's that was a really good one to get through and maybe not something that I would like normally read on my own apart from like doing like school and that kind of thing. So that was kind of interesting, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What do you think it was about Patty Smith's um, book that essentially like um, hooked you in more as a nonfiction book than like, because that's not a genre you normally read. So is there something that you think kind of pulled you in more about her work than other nonfiction stuff? I think it's the way that she writes and it's more kind of like narrative nonfiction in some ways, but like Mm -hmm. about her own life. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, It's definitely the writing style though. It's kind of very easy to read. It doesn't feel like you're ever just kind of like, Oh, like I wish this part would kind of just move on kind of thing. Like, I think it's just kind of related somehow to how she is as an artist, as a poet, um, as a musician, photographer, all of that. Um, yeah, there's just some way that she, the way her writing just kind of drew me in, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said, I guess, about like a lot of those different things are like storytelling type creative veins. I mean, songwriting is storytelling taking a photograph can be a storytelling process and if you add that into you know writing memoir I think I mean that's one I do like memoir quite a lot as well and I think that's something to be said about that rather than just always reading like a a biography from another person's perspective is there is that like firsthand experience maybe you get a little bit more of the emotion with it as well than if you're getting it from a different perspective but yeah yeah that's awesome how about you yeah, so, um, yeah, I know I've talked about a few of these before already, and I'll just kind of skim through those that I already mentioned. Um, one very early on in the year that I finished was Jackie Polson's Brood, um, which is kind of more of a novella. It's short, and it's about chickens and this woman and her, you know, attempt to keep these four chickens alive over kind of a harsh winter. And um, maybe not for everybody, but I really enjoyed it. There was something about it that just kind of was quiet and, um, I don't know, very like atmospheric in a way. And, um, another favorite this year early on was Angeline Bowie's Firekeeper's Daughter, um, which is a YA novel, um, with a bit of kind of like, um, a thriller kind of aspect to it, I guess you could say, or kind of, uh, maybe part thriller, part procedural maybe. Um, and it was really good and really enjoyed kind of the, the focus on indigenous culture and uh, that sort of thing. Um, another favorite from the summertime that I started reading when I was camping over the summer uh, was Mary Oliver's Upstream, uh, which is a collection of essays based on uh, some of her reflections on nature and just beautiful writing. Obviously, you know, with her background in poetry, that just really flows through in that as well. And she, you know, reflects on. Um, a lot of like transcendentalist and like American romantic writers as well, like, you know, Emerson and Thoreau as well as Poe. So that was really fun. Um, I would say another like big, like one of my longest, I guess, reads of the year um, in terms of fiction was Karen Joy Fowler's newest book called Booth. 
And I don't remember if I talked on the, about this on the podcast already, but Booth is about all of the members of the Booth family, the famous acting family, um, probably most well known for the son, John Wilkes Booth, who assassinated Abraham Lincoln in 1865. Um, but this kind of follows all of the Booth siblings and their parents, and it's a narrative kind of historical fiction heavily, I would say pretty heavily rooted in research. Um, but it's, there's so much packed into it. I mean, it's like, I read, I listened to the audiobook for it. It's like almost a 14 hour audiobook, which is long for me. Um, certainly not the longest ones out there, but it was pretty, pretty chunky. So, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the storytelling, the atmosphere. I enjoyed the characterizations and the dialogue. Um, it really pulls you along. And even though it is so long, I enjoyed kind of seeing the growth of the characters, I guess you could say, or yeah. even in some cases you could even say like the, the descent and fall of some of the characters, um, over time. And, um, gosh, just to think like that one family saw so much history happen and like was a part of so much history in the U S in particular, but also like had connections in Britain and in other places as well. Um, if I remember correctly, like Edwin Booth, who was probably the most famous actor of all, all the family. Um, he even did some acting in Australia and stuff. So, you know, all that's in there and yeah, it was really, really fascinating. Um, I also enjoyed some poetry this year. Um, just a little bit. I listened no, I did not listen. I read um, T Natasha Trethaway's Belloc's Ophelia, um, which has been out for a little while. It was out in 2002, and it is a collection of poetry um, that she based on a collection of photographs of women who were, um, uh, they were photographed in New Orleans, if I remember correctly. And I'm trying to remember if the original... Um, yeah, they were photographs taken by a man named E.J. Belloc, and uh, they were of women who were sex workers in New Orleans, and she takes these photographs that are really, like, beautiful, candid photographs, and she kind of, like, creates this character of Ophelia from them, and she, you know, weaves through this woman's story into these um, poems, and it's just really beautiful. I read that while I was... Um, camping as well. Um, I tend to like to take a lot of books with me when I'm away from home. So yeah, those are some big standout ones, I would say. And then, you know, towards the fall, kind of just starting to get back into reading some of the things that I really enjoy and leaning into some of the weird stuff, I guess, that maybe before I felt like I couldn't have time to actually read. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that's it for this week's episode. Um, we wanted to just come back and say hello and kind of give you guys an update on what's been going on the past few months. Um, we're excited to come back in 2023 with some new episodes. Um, yeah, what do you think uh, we have to look forward to, Kimberly? Yeah, I think we've talked a little bit about like maybe kicking, ugh, kicking off January with um, 
you know, kind of talking about goal setting and how we keep track of our reading, um, thinking about what we kind of look forward to reading in 2023, which feels like really weird to say that now, uh, 2023. Are we sure it's not 2019 still? I feel like we're stuck in a time <laughs> loop, right? I mean, what is time anymore? Um, so yeah, we're going to do that. Maybe talk a little bit about reading like cozy mysteries and kind of like our favorite wintertime reads because, you know, tis the season. So let's do that. Um, yeah, I think we've got a little bit of fun stuff ahead of us. Um, so thanks for joining us. Uh, we're glad to be back in action at Spine Tinglers. We hope you have a fantastic holiday season and we will see you again in 2023. Thank you for listening, guys. Stay spooky. This podcast has been a production of Electric Kelpie Media. For more information, you can find us online at electrickelpymedia.com slash spine tinglers and find us on Instagram at spine tinglers podcast. Oh my God.